to the world of tomorrow. So I, today, tell us about... Well, I thought I would actually say I, I'm Steve. Oh, I'm Mike. Yeah, we haven't done this in a while. We're going to skip uh, skip the news because there's no Futurama news. Nothing's going on. We're not playing the game. I'm not. Are you? Yeah. Yeah. I haven't played the game in a while. <laughs> so excited. Haven't played. Uh, there is a uh, there is an annual comic that was released that we read, or I read, and I gave to you to read. I read part of it. Yeah. So we'll talk I'm about s- that sometime. Yeah, we will. Not today. Savoring it. Today uh, we watched That's Lobstertainment. What episode is this, Mike? This is episode eight off of volume three, disc two. Yeah, so I didn't actually look up any um, any production info on this because the infosphere happens to be down for this episode, at least. It's got a whole bunch of code showing. Wah, wah. You can't read code? No. Yeah, well. Okay, well, the 30th Century Fox synopsis brought to you by Stephen is Dr. Zoidberg promises his uncle, washed-up comedian Harold Zoid, that he will invest a million dollars in his Hollywood movie. All right, that's a wrap, everybody. I'm going to see you all at the premiere, which, by the way, when is? Well, editing is a long and expensive process, but we spent all the money on pies, so it'll be ready Friday. So, um, actually, you didn't you didn't see this uh, when I put the DVD in because uh, you weren't you weren't around watching it. But um, the DVD rating on this one is BB sixty five. No big babies or old fogies. That's what that means. Yeah. No big babies. Or yeah, I forgot that on these DVDs, these are from like 2003, I think. Yeah, 2003. Um, they've got those. Um, well, there's you know the um, the red FBI warnings that they put at the front. Yeah, they've got a set of that written in the alien language, which I don't know what it means. I never caught that. That's fantastic. Yeah. And then they on all of these. They've got the the ratings, like I mentioned, BB sixty five. I I didn't freeze frame it to read the fine print, but uh, th- like that, you know how they put in PG thirteen, you know, for yeah. violence or whatever. Yeah. So yeah, that one was. Uh, that's the very first thing I noticed when I watched this episode today. Kind of sounds like a porn rating. <laughs> BB sixty five. Um. Big beauties. Now, we did not listen to the commentary on this, but according to the information I looked up, this is considered by fans to be the worst episode of the series. Ever. Well, at least when that was released, because I think uh, I something I looked up, um, that uh, holiday special episode where they have all the, um, the Santa Claus robot and the Kwanzaa yeah. bot, that... I like that episode. The, that one took the crown of worst episode ever, apparently. So, when you say worst episode ever, as of the entire series, or up to... Well, whenever the DVD commentary was recorded in 2003. Okay. So, up to... Okay. <laughs> so, very topical. It was actually fair, because like watching that episode, it was entertaining, but I was kind of like, yawn. Yeah, it wasn't the best episode, but was I definitely wouldn't rate it as the worst one. What's your worst? Kiff gets knocked up a notch. You just hate on Kiff <laughs> all the time. You know, I beg to differ. Kiff gets. Oh. 
There's so many <laughs> sentimental notes and Kiff gets up, knocked off. Okay, we'll get there. One day. Uh, okay, so, dive in? Yeah, let's go. All right. Should we jump into... I just want to breeze the episode. Yeah, yeah, I didn't really... Um... I took my notes in order as we watched it, but I, yeah. but my notes last like total a page, one line each. So kind of like thirty seconds, Steve over here. Uh, Harold Zoid reference. Um, yeah, so the name there that um, is obviously well obvious to me. Harold Lloyd is the uh, is, the, is the silent film actor that they're referencing there. Um, so who does? See, he's so he's an American actor, so he's best known for his silent comedy films, and he's been in nearly two hundred films, apparently. Okay. Also, some talkies. Oh, a couple yeah. of talkies. Um, but the one that I know of, and I haven't seen it in full, but have you ever heard of Safety Last? Mm, yes, no. <laughs> well, you'll probably you'd probably recognize it. Um, you know, in in Back to the Future. Yeah. When uh, at, at the end of the movie, Doc is hanging off the clock. Mm-hmm. That's an homage to Safety Last. Cool. And there's actually, in the beginning sequence of Back to the Future, there's one of Doc's clocks. Like, you know, he has a whole bunch of clocks set to... Uh, Doc's clocks? Yes. Yeah. Um, one of them is... Which he rocks. <laughs> one of the clocks has, um, like, a little Harold Lloyd figure hanging off a clock. Okay. So, uh, I guess whoever was... You know, hmm. designing. I guess maybe Robert Zemeckis. Zemeckis. I guess he is a Zem- fan of Zemeckis? Safety Last. But that's. But that's um, nice. Okay. Um, that actually, I should. I'll, I'll have to show you after we're done. Um, there's a there's a YouTube video out there that kind of shows how they put that shot together. Because when you're watching the video of it, um, you it looks like he's hanging off of a clock and and about to fall down into like the busy city streets. But it's actually a trick shot. And it's kind of cool how they put it together. Cool. Maybe, um, maybe hyperlink. Yeah, I'm sure we can we can put that in there in the show notes. Just sticking in. Um, so Harold Lloyd, though his films apparently Zoid. No, Harold Lloyd. Zoid. I'm just talking about Lloyd. Oh, the real guy. Ah, the real guy. Okay. Um, because uh, I thought I would. Uh, I, I did a little bit of research on him. His films apparently frequently contained thrill sequences. Of extended chase scenes and daredevil physical feats, and he actually performed some of his lesser stunts himself. So probably one of the, the safety last stunt uh, he performed. But one one interesting note I got from this is that he injured himself in a publicity stunt in 1919 when a bomb was mistaken as a prop, and Ouch. it led to the loss of his thumb and index finger on his right hand. And they covered it up with like a prosthetic glove in his films. So literally, he lost thumb some and digits, thumb and index finger, because a bomb was mistaken as a prop. I I don't think yeah. that's something that would happen today. Um, but it's kind of like a, a reference back to like the silent film days with the comedy actors, yeah, like Charlie Chaplin, Charlie, um, Charlie. Buster Keaton. Buster Keaton. Yeah, um, I'll get to get to that in one second because there's just one more thing about uh, Harold Lloyd, which is uh, relevant to the episode that we watched. Harold Lloyd is a founding member of the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences. So the the Academy that awards the Oscars, he's okay. a founding member of it. Fantastic. Yeah, 
Um, so when I mentioned Buster Keaton, I get back to Buster Keaton. Um, so Harold Zoid, his looks are kind of based after Harold Lloyd, but his... Because um, he looks like a lobster. No, it was the hat and glasses and bow tie. Ah, okay. Uh, but the film that they parodied... But the claws. It, the, I don't think Harold Lloyd had any claws. Ah, okay. Although, I don't know. He was missing two fingers. Um, the film that they parodied was more based off of Buster Keaton's work, apparently. The three, the Magnificent Three? Um, not specifically, but, um, like, the, the, so the close shaving that they, that they showed, like, the, the action in it, I guess, is more... Buster Keaton? More Buster Keaton than Harold Lloyd. When I was in film studies, we did, like, a whole Buster Keaton... Yeah, we liked that section, yeah. Yeah. Did you know that he uh, he did some filming in Ottawa? And a... Sure did. Not. Oh, that's I'll really link that too. Yeah, there's some. He did some. There's a film where he's like it actually features Ottawa, and it's and it's not standing in for anything. It actually wow. is Ottawa in yeah. early 1900s. Yeah, silent film. Our first award tonight: best cinematography in a non-visible spectrum. Uh, okay. So wait, now I guess we we didn't really explain who Harold Zoid is, anyways. Um. He's he's uh, Zoidberg's uncle, right? He so Zoidberg wants to wants to be a comedian, and that's kind of how it sets off everything. He but wants such, to be a, fi- uh, but it's such a great doctor. Yeah, of <laughs> course, great in uh, relative. Yeah. Uh, so he's he's his humor. He's trying to be like uh, you've heard of Smirnoff, right? Not the vodka, but the comedian. Yeah. yeah. Yes. In of Soviet course. Russia, something. Something you. Like that's, yeah. Yeah. That's him. That's that's Smirnoff. But Throw a tomato. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I I meant to add. So we're jumping all over the place here a little bit. But the comedy night host is the species from the first season, right? Where Fry becomes the emperor by drinking. I, I have the first season here. Let me see if I can find the episode. It's the... Uh... It's the the world of three sons, and they're made of water, and he and Fry becomes the emperor because he drinks yes. the former emperor. My three sons. But we're trying to figure out what the species is called. Steve was a little bit racist when he asked us the first time. Well, it's definitely not in the episode summary, so it's something that we're going to have to look up later. And not while we're on the air. I okay. forgot to look it up. All right. So, it's it's here, Steve, but it's not. All right. By Moxie. Oh, that's the um, by Moxie. The tagline for for Harold Zoid's uh, yeah. a close shaving. Um, Did you look that one up? I didn't look it up, but um, the the title of close shaving is in reference to. Uh, have you heard of you've heard of Wallace and Gromit, right? Mm-hmm. They have an episode called a close shave. Uh, that's okay. where that comes from. Okay. By Moxie. Yeah, I don't know what Moxie is. I assume it's a shaving cream. You'd hope. Or a decapitation? Uh, scissors sharpener? Um, that, but yeah, I remember I was I, I asked you when we were watching that, how come how come um, we went from movies to silent holograms? Cinema's cyclical. <laughs> you know that, like, you know, Hollywood, you know, run out of ideas. Remake the last one, yeah. But but why? But don't we have uh, like holograms where people can talk? 
Do we? I don't know. Right now? But do we have silent holograms? No. So we have 3D films currently, and then maybe in the future there'll be holograms. But you gotta start silent, uh, I guess? And apparently they get recorded on uh, 78 million RPM discs, which are giant. Giant and fast. Fat, just like a record. Just like a record on your record player. The Magnificent Three. Yeah, that's uh, that's the movie that uh, Harold Zoid writes that Zoidberg wants to uh, to be a part of. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's that's a reference to Mag- Magnificent Seven. But other than that, I don't really think there's any similarities because uh, they they were making a political film or political drama. I think where the presidents. Son is the vice president. But, you know, when you're making a film, you have to have a full gamut of emotions. It's a talkie, so (laughs) circus-grade action. Yes, you have to emote. Yeah, you have to emote. You know what? Honestly, my notes are more of just things that I laughed at while we were watching it. Um, So what did you laugh at? Well... Quite a few things, actually. Um, although, now, going, this is going back to the beginning of the episode, where Zoyberg uh, is uh, getting booed off the stage. They're going to bring out the hook and and bring him out, and then of they course. end up knocking him in the head. Now, that's from, from, off the top of my head, that's from Vaudeville, right? Of course. The hook. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Do you know anything else about it? Because I didn't look it up. Vaudeville? Well, they had burlesque. <laughs> And they had the piano. But did they actually use use hooks? Or is that just like popular culture kind of exaggerating things? Oh, no, 100%. They would pull... Actually, okay. So it came from the Latin hookus canis. <laughs> so a cane hook. And they would pull the person off with a hook. If they sucked. <laughs> All right, well, well, we'll just go with that as fact. You better fact check that one, folks. We'll have uh, to edit the Wikipedia entry if it says something else, because clearly that's correct. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I also got uh, when, uh, so when Zoidberg was going to write the letter to his uncle to uh, to ask him to, to give them hundreds of, of pointers, mm-hmm. not where you think I'm going, I noticed the anatomy poster in Zoidberg's office was upside down. <laughs> Like the uh, picture of the human human anatomy. He's such a great doctor, though. Where do you think I was going? <laughs> I was only, you know, you you were going to talk about his his personal ink supply, referencing his own personal ink uh, supply. But um, that's, there's several. That's how I, that's how I write. But there's my several lines in this episode throughout it that are referencing Zoidberg's um, quote unquote excellent abilities as a doctor. <laughs> Yes. And when so you that, say they, you mean... Well, like Hermes. His... Um, well, Harold Zoid thinks that uh, his his nephew is a rich rich, rich doctor. doctor and which is incorrect. Just a little bit. Do you have anything before they go to Hollywood? Before I get too far ahead. So many holes. No, no that's, that's, that's when they get Hollywood. to Hollywood. Okay, well, then I'll keep going. 30th Century Fox. They are... Uh, officially going to be bought by Disney by the end of the month, I'm pretty sure. Really? Yeah. Well, why is it not at the news, everyone? 
Well, it is. I, you just have to follow the uh, movies subreddit on You know, uh, we have good com. news, everyone. <laughs> it's supposed to be at the top of the show. Really? Yeah, I know. Fox Disney, is being yeah, Disney bought by has Disney. Been, yeah, so there was an offer to buy Fox from Disney, and then I can't remember what the other company was that was involved, but another company put in an the offer. The Monsanto Corporation. <laughs> uh, but... Anyway, there's lots of negotiation involved because, like, you know how sometimes when companies buy, like, media companies buy other media companies, they there tends to be issues with, like, um, competition. Like, a long time ago, Bell had to sell off Sportsnet to Rogers because right. they were buying, like, TSN and all that. Yeah. So... There's, there's CRTC lots of, rules, American Disney, FCC yeah, rules. Disney owns uh, ESPN, lot? for instance. What? And so in markets where there's like Fox Sports and ESPN, they couldn't, they wouldn't be allowed to have two sports stations. That kind of thing. As know. long as I get more Mulan and so basically, it's going to bring in. When you think about when they're buying Fox, they're going to get well, they'll get the distribution rights for the old that well like this season that we're watching for Futurama mm-hmm. not the new stuff so all the all the uh, all the marvel stuff that isn't in the uh, the current marvel cinematic universe so like all the x-men films there's lots of stuff under fox that's going to be like shifted to to disney it's crazy kind of want to go to disneyland now well, they have a new Star Wars exhibit that's supposed to be really, really good. Let's go. Uh, I can't afford that. Right also, the wait lines are going to be too long. Zoyberg at one point says, don't be surprised if I've eaten. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I thought the, the reason I highlighted that one because it was, it seemed like he was going to say something along the lines of like, you know, don't be surprised if I'm a famous Hollywood star or something. But yeah. Oh, and, and yes, the last joke or, uh, that I put on this page is uh, Zoe Briggs says something. He's like a doctor with many surviving patients. <laughs> uh, luckily? That, so that's from... Can I just skip ahead to their, their dinner at, uh, with his rich doctor nephew? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go there. Yeah, and the one like... I don't know. The joke from that one that I took away was, you know, bread is free, blah, blah, blah. But... When, I don't know, when he got, when Zoiber got so excited, just like water shot out of so many parts of his head. And we just learned as like, like Zoiber has so many holes. That's like my notes read so many holes. Yeah. So he, so uh, at this dinner, this is when uh, Harold tells uh, Dr. Zoidberg that he wants him to pay in, uh, or to finance uh, a movie the that film. he's written, mm-hmm. The Magnificent Three, for $1 million. Now, this is, this is where I kind of get hung up a little bit with Futurama. Okay. It's their money. I was curious, because I was thinking the same thing. Is, is what's, the, what's the inflation here? Yeah, because, I mean, $1 million today, today. for a movie is cheap. not going to get you very much of a movie. Cheap. Like, maybe it'll get you... That's how much this podcast costs. Well, well, yeah, that's how much we're putting into it. I don't know, like the currency in in Futurama seems to be variable. Not not currency, sorry. Uh, Inflation, money value, yeah, yeah. Like some some weeks where they they have like really really expensive items. If 
like due to inflation, and then other weeks you have a million dollars for a movie. It's like originally fries fries money like in what in season one when when he's got what how many dollars in the bank and then all of a sudden it turns into a billion dollars. Yeah, and that that episode is. No, no, hang on. Is it the third episode? No, it's episode. Fishful of Dollars. Which episode? Sixth episode. Ah, I said third. I said three. So it's a. We're going to say variable uh, inflation rate. Yeah, and then. So, anyways, so for a million dollars. Keep keep talking. I'm I'm just looking up something really quick. I I got nothing. No, a million dollars. I feel like... Okay, so a million dollars in year 3,000 and whatnot, uh, you know, may get you two and a half scenes. No, what I did, uh, some quick on-the-fly research, um, 300 Big Boys, that episode from season four, which I think we should cover. Um, So here's the description. Um... Each Earthican receives a $300 government refund. The Planet Express crew members pursue their respective dreams and desires. So, that seems more in line with the, with the movie costing a million dollars. Like, it seems like from that episode, $300 is a lot. So, maybe kind of like by this time when they're... when they Because this is what, season three, right? That we're doing this episode yeah, in? we'll go with that. Volume three? I think so. Um, maybe they kind of figured out their, uh, their inflation so values. The inf- maybe the inflation went up over the thousand years and then came back down. Yeah. That's, that's where we're going with, right? You're very bitter about this <laughs> monetary value. I don't know. It just, I think the point being like a movie costs a lot of money. And if you're a, you know, very successful doctor, a million dollars is a lot to invest. <laughs> Apparently. Well, I'm, I'm okay to move on from that one. I was okay to move on about two subjects ago. <laughs> <laughs> well, so obviously Zoidberg being a um, not successful doctor in reality, he he has no idea what to do. He's a Hollywood phony, and he's only been there for a day. Um, Bender steps in to rescue, and uh, he goes to Calculon. I uh, love it. Because, oh wait, yeah, because, he, so he got his in because he's no longer, uh, he's no longer Bender, he's Boiler. But call him Bender. I'm gonna call him Boiler. I don't know, that was just a, a fun part of the episode, it was just like that little Bender just trying to make it in Hollywood, and he became, uh, Calculon's... Water Boiler. Water Boiler. For- Not even Water Boiler, he was his, uh, I mean, he made him tea. Well, you need to boil he water was- for tea. Okay, well, boil your own water. Well, it was a shower. That was his first job. And which to which I asked why Calculon needs to take a shower. But all right, what robot needs to take a shower? Number one. Number two. Why do you need to hook up a ro another robot to the spout to heat the water that's already hot in the shower? To heat the water, to wash the robot who doesn't need a shower. I can't answer that question. Stop pointing whole plots. <laughs> um, well, Lots so anyways, um, so they get they get Calculon on board by promising him or guaranteeing him an, an Oscar. Oscar. 
which Oscar. ties back to Harold Lloyd being a founding member of the Academy of Motion Pictures and Arts and Sciences. It all ties together. That's good writing right there, Steve. You were just waiting for that, eh? <laughs> no, not just really. Ties it back here. Um, this so- is good research, folks, by the way. <laughs> this is why this podcast... It's the number one Futurama podcast. Um, so they so they do eventually um, get Calculon on board mm-hmm. once he's convinced that he's going to be guaranteed an Oscar an and Oscar. whatever he wants. Um, Hold on. Who, who kind of like originated the Oscars? Harold what? <laughs> it's Harold. Not, not Harold Lloyd by himself. He was a founding member. Oh, okay. Cool. Just, just I don't. Saying. I didn't look at who else founded the uh, academy. I'm just saying, just good research there. All right, so they they um, we get to see them filming filming the movie, um, just dynamite yeah. cinematography there. <laughs> so I mean, it's a talkie, right? So we have to. They have to make sure they emote. They have to use a full gamut of emotions. It's a talkie. Circus great action. <laughs> throw a pie. Oh, I brought a pie, eh? To throw at you. Um, I'd rather eat it. Yeah, let's eat the pie. Still gonna <laughs> throw it at your face. Um. So yeah, but um. So it, that was the movie made the Magnificent Three. So it's um, some. What? What? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So- so Harold Zoid is the president. What movie? His son is the vice president, played by Calculon. And uh-huh. then Zoidberg gets a bit part as Lieutenant Smith. <laughs> I don't know what he's exactly supposed to be doing in the movie. It's not really very made very clear in has, the Magnificent, magnificent Three. Some. I'm not going to say the name of the movie anymore. <laughs> um, ah! Right. Oh, one thing I didn't I didn't do this part of the research because I was busy trying to get the technical side of this podcast together. Um, the premiere of the movie is at the uh, Gorman's Chinese Theater, and famous, right? It's famous. Yeah. So, like, Star Wars premiered there. Uh, what I was wondering though is that not now the Kodak Theater, or is that am I just confusing where they host the Oscars? Is the Kodak Theater? I don't know. Yeah. This. Anyway, but on top of the Gorman's Theater, there was also, I, I didn't write out the whole thing, but it was Lowe's, uh, Gaddafi's, Gorman's Chinese Theater. I think it's just basically, the joke was that there was a whole bunch of Chinese theaters. It was for funsies. Yeah. I think that, I think what I, um, I didn't write down at the time, but during the show, I think they didn't play at the actual Gorman's Chinese Theater. I think they just played at a Chinese Theater. Okay. Yeah. That's what I got out of that. And the ship for the premiere landed at the Brea Tar Pits? La Brea Tar Pits. La Brea? Yeah. La Brea. La Brea. It's an actual, it's an it's actual place. Yeah, it's a thing. It says it's a, a group of tar pits around Hancock Park. Formed around urban Los Angeles. Natural asphalt? which seeped through the ground, I'm now reading, in this area for tens of thousands of years, the tar is covered with dust, leaves, or water. Over many centuries, the tar preserved the bones of trapped animals. Hence, yeah. Stallone. Yeah, and... Um, I kind of 
just kind of want to go swimming there. Probably not a good idea. Um, Be a little tarry. Yeah. You not might have like, trouble, not tarry. trouble getting out of there. Um, so we'll get back to the La Brea tar pits, I think. Okay. I have a feeling. However, uh, after after the premiere, so while the, the premiere goes around and um, everybody leaves the theater, one of the bits that I liked was when Calculon just turns his head all the way around to look at the audience. I just I, I didn't write that down, but it, I, I got a little chuckle out of that. You just um, like the spin? Yeah, it was just kind <laughs> of a neat little thing. Yeah, it was a nice little joke. Um... They uh, they kind of do one of those little uh, spin wipe things. I don't know if that's the technical term. Mike, you'll have to fill me in here. You know, Star when the newspaper comes up. Yeah, I like spin wipe. Okay, yeah. spin wipe. Yeah. Spin wipe. Um, just like. so the uh, the the main headline is Osc noms announced. Yeah. Also, Oscar nominations announced. Yeah. I don't know what the first part was all about, but there was another um, headline that you picked out oh yeah okay so my turn yeah okay and that headline in the what was it spin wipe yeah let's do a spin wipe fox execs backs sex picks flicks lacks cracks bucks stocks axe prex so apparently it was a reference to the headline sticks nicks hick picks yes that's what i got too okay did you research this? Uh, I just pulled up the Wikipedia in case you didn't. <laughs> just now. Okay. So the headline was Sticks, Nicks, Hick, Picks. Okay. And it was in the Variety newspaper. And it was in 1935. And it was about the reaction of rural, rural audiences to movies about rural life. And it was one of the most famous headlines, apparently. What does it mean? I don't understand it. I still don't understand it. It was... Uh, so now it's a, it's like a form of headlines using... Now they call it slanguage, which I don't know, like, still used Can a little bit. you just say slang? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So basically, it was just a headline from the 30s that apparently is famous if you... I guess if you're a film follower... So if you translate according to the Indosphere, which I, I like this translation. So they translate this as Fox executives back pornographic films which lack <laughs> crucial money. Stock sinks. The Fox president is fired. And then as I guess going back to and Disney buys Fox. Oh yeah. As a direct result of the pornography. As so, Disnex buys Fox. <laughs> All right. So the key, the takeaway point being, invest in pornography, <laughs> uh, or don't actually is probably what it it's saying. Oh crap! I already did. Um. All right. So. They they do a lot of fast forwarding, uh, and and by the way, in all this time, like I mentioned, the uh, Planet Express ship with Leela and Fry are stuck in the Brea tar pits. Um, they they flash forward to the Oscars, and one of the theaters is showing Jury Duty two. Um, now, you you caught this, and actually, I didn't, I missed it the first time around, but you caught Polly Shore is actually in the audience. Polly Shore. 
But there's um, oh, the cryonic woman is where Polly Shore shows up as Polly Shore's head. Correct. And yeah, that I, I there must be I don't know I don't know which Futurama uh, producer or writer is a big fan of Polly Shore, but one of them must be because it. That's he he comes up a few times. Yeah, I gotta say, Biodome. That was a fun movie. I remember watching that with you. Love Biodome. That was uh, Polly Shore and uh, was was Sean Astin in that one or is that Encino Man? Oh, it's uh, 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 Brendan Fraser. That's Encino Man. (sighs) We'll get there. Well, anyways, you know when we eventually get to the Polly Shore podcast, release the weasel. <laughs> um. So yeah, that's uh, that's what I noticed. And oh, oh yes, we. I thought Leonard Nimoy's head made an appearance in the Oscars, but I actually mistook. You were incorrect. Yeah, that was apparently Edith Head, and I don't know who that is because I didn't look that up. It's I didn't the care. head of Edith. Um, but there was a purple Jar Jar Binks head. That was a good catch. That we did not see. The so first we time. literally paused it on a maybe half second pan. Yeah, and saw Polly Shore, Jar Jar Binks, and um, the only other thing that I had was Misa um, likes a you, Stevie. <laughs> the only other joke that I that I picked out. There, there's two others that I I specifically glossed over because I don't want to give them away. But uh, best cinema- one of the categories was best cinematography in a non-visible spectrum. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was pretty cool. I like that That's one. one of 400 categories, by the way. That's, that's not enough categories. Did you, uh, did you watch the Oscars this year? Sure didn't. No, I didn't either. So I have no opinions about them either way. Host or no host. I do want to see... Um, Black Klansman. Yeah, it looks like a good movie. Want to see Black Klansman? Did it win anything? I don't think it did. Yeah, it did. It did. What did it win? Uh, Spike Lee. He went. On, he went on a big rant. Oh, did he? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, big time. <laughs> All I ever hear about is uh, people are like thinking Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper are having an affair because they. Made they had their performance on the stage, and you it know it's not beautiful. Oh, it's yeah. it's not impossible. It's it's completely out of the realm of possibilities oh, yeah. that they were just acting, and you know, considering that was wait, hold on, a full gamut of emotions. It's a talkie. See, circus. They were emoting. They were emoting. Circus, great action. Throw a pie or two. All right, wrapping this. So what you're saying is that. Lady Gaga threw a pie at Bradley Cooper. Probably. And then he ate it I with his mouth. I will have to take your word at it because I did not watch the Oscars. So I says, Super Collider, I just met her. And then they built the Super Collider. Thank you. You've been a great audience. Humor Bot 5.0, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, let's wrap it up. Favorite line, best joke kind of thing? Uh, is it favorite joke or best line? I don't they know. They can't keep track of this anyways. No. Uh, we I've got a favorite line. Going. Okay. Sir, you forgot your hat. That's my favorite <laughs> okay. line. So, th- uh, yeah, that was, uh, that was when, uh, Harold Zoid 
cut the uh, the head off of the person coming in yeah. for a close shaving. He was, he was giving him a haircut. He decapitated him. He was like, sir, forget your hat. All right. You so forgot your hat. I'll go with my line. Um, this is an exact quote, but this is one death that Dr. Zoidberg won't be responsible for. <laughs> nice. I like it. That was one. So, and then that, of course, was at the end of the episode when Harold assumed he was going to be killed by Calculon because he did not get his Oscar. Thank goodness it's not a death he's responsible. Favorite joke for me was maybe you should act better. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of good. a line as well, but yeah. <laughs> maybe you should act better. Yeah, so that uh, I mean, there's four hundred there's four hundred awards here. Boiler to calculate. Boiler, right. correct. All right, uh, mine was not a line, but it was it was a sign. There weren't there were a lot of signs in this episode. Please announce self with bullhorn. That was the you line like that below. One. That was uh, so filming in progress. Please announce self with bullhorn. Yeah, always <laughs> be loud when somebody's shooting a scene. But you know what? They never actually used the bullhorn in the episode. They went through the door. Yeah, they really did. They ignored the sign. Yeah. Way to point holes in the plot. Well, that wasn't really plot. But I think that was... That's the end of my notes. This episode of Futuramapedia brought to you by Moosehead Beer. Right on track for good times. Yeah, so uh, I guess that's about does it for this episode of Futuramapedia. <laughs> I'm Mike. He's Steve. I'm Steve. Yes. We're gonna have a really great episode to go. I don't know. Like, what do you want to cover next time? I don't know. We'll we'll pick. You a... want to do comics, right? Yeah. We'll we'll talk about the comics. We'll do something related to the comic. Yeah. Yeah. An episode. Cool. We'll talk about the comic and then pick an episode that fits goes with the comic. I think that'll be good. I like it. Let's do that. All right. All right. We'll see you next time. And like. Three months or four months or whatever, however long it was between the last episode. Quarterly. Yeah. All right. That's being generous. That was the longest 10 seconds I've ever had to endure.